and welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Shapwurst. With me is Vinny Tadaro. And uh, we've got Cowboys 2022 football in the books. Their uh, first game was a loss to the Denver Broncos, 17-7. Not a whole lot of starters played, but um, worth talking about nevertheless. Um, Also one signing this week that we'll talk about and in general i want to talk about kind of my uh, i guess philosophy of evaluating preseason you know how much or little it matters um i was thinking about that this week before the game but uh, as always we'll start off with a trivia question this week it is my turn to ask the question um, yeah so this player was a cornerback who was drafted in the fourth round out of South Florida, and he was not drafted by the Cowboys. Fourth round out of South South Florida, but obviously he played for the Cowboys. Correct. Okay, uh, Brandon Carr? No, no, good guess. Um, he He is one of... One of, I think, 11 players, including Trayvon Diggs, to have at least 10 interceptions in a season since the turn of the century, since 2000. But it was not with the Cowboys that he did that. God, I don't know. Ryan McNeil? Nope. That's a good name, though. I I have not thought of Brian McNeil in a long time. Um, uh, I'll give you one more guess. He was traded to the Detroit Lions for John Kitna. No, no, it's not. I'll know the name when you say it, but it's not, it's not registering. Okay. It was, uh, Anthony Henry. Oh yeah. It was good. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah, yeah. He had, he had a good, you know, the, in that 2007 year when we were just, you know, clicking for a while. He had six interceptions. That was kind of his, his highlight of his tenure with the Cowboys. But um, yeah, he was he was not very fast. I remember that was kind of his thing. Is it, he was pretty good press corner, could catch the ball, but not very. Not very fast. Not a guy who could keep up with the speed receivers. Um, but yeah, so um, before diving into the the game, we, we did make one signing this week. We, we re-signed Brett Maher and cut the uh, the rookie kicker. Mr. Which, All or Nothing, yeah. Yeah, yep. Um, which... Cutting the rookie seemed like the right decision. The other guy uh, seems to be a little more consistent, but I think that's safe to say neither neither of us would uh, would have chosen Maher as the guy to uh, I have, to bring I back. Have an, but I have an idea. Okay, let's hear it. All right, so we've got Brett Maher, right. who, as we know, can only make it from sixty yards out. Right. Anything else is, you know. It's very difficult for him. 50-50, yeah. Yeah. And, um, which is, and he was not 
you know, he was not what we needed when we had him the last time. Right. Uh, but we also have a, an offense that's very penalty prone. Mm. Now we can take advantage of that. So if we get into field position and it's like, you know, 40 yards, we just keep committing penalties until he's kicking a 60 yarder. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's the problem. It's the, the silver lining to the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And God knows we probably will. Yeah. Oh, at least, at least yeah. five. Five times this year, I'm, I'm going to say. Yeah. And um, uh, Josh Ball, I have to say, oh, he's yeah. living up to his, his everything they said about him. Cap, yeah. Everything the Cowboys said about him when they drafted him. I mean, I, I could see it. Um, to me, to me, Josh Ball is the new Anthony Munoz. <laughs> I was not expecting that, that to be the name you compared him to. But, yeah. Yeah, I could see it. You know, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're they're already starting with his vest and can his boss too. Yep, as they should. Yeah. Um. So, one thing. Speaking of of tackles, which I think we'll we'll get into a little bit. Um. One guy that you mentioned, I think last week, Dwayne Brown got signed by the Jets. Oh. Who lost their uh their left tackle for the season? And they they gave him. A two-year deal for twenty-two million, so eleven million a year, which we could have done. We have, yeah. as we've mentioned number of times, we have the cap space. Yeah, my guy Daryl Williams is still sitting out there. They got. I'm wondering. I'm wondering what he's asking for, because because it, it can't be that no one has any interest in the guy, unless he's like. Well, he's. I think he's waiting for injuries so he can get a starting job. Yeah, I think that's. I think you're right, and and he's probably going to demand close to what Dwayne Brown got. Yeah. Um, he's younger, and he's played pretty well the last two years. But um, well, yeah, I, they should consider, consider him I, and, I and then make Tyron steal the swing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, or they're they're in trouble. Or, you know, have, and, and he's, Daryl Williams, I was looking at his splits, he's played the last two years at right tackle, and he's been, that those seem to be the best years he's had, so, but he can play left tackle, he's done that in the past, but um, I, I was thinking about, so, you know, the Cowboys lost 17-7, to and I watched most of the game, um, the big thing is, we got a lot of penalties, like a, a, you know, just picking right back up from from last look, year. Look, 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 look just, you know, right now, right now, if you had to say, do we keep Mike McCarthy or do we can him? You got to say you can him. Yeah. I mean, this is this is disgraceful. Yeah. And there should have been more. Yep. Because a lot of them were nullified, and I think one, some of them were turned down. Were you know turned down? I mean, just absolutely pathetic like i mean it doesn't even if we won the game and we right. committed 17 penalties i'd still be saying the same thing it's just absolutely it's not even bad it's just god awful yeah it's god awful and unless jerry has got a bigger hand in coaching than most people believe unless he's out there saying you know don't be hard on these guys i just yeah. want to pat them all, yeah. all, all, all on the back you know um you know, then, then, then this right, falls on McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, and he's not getting through to people. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it's hard to know exactly what's going on in Valley Ranch because nobody's really interested in 
doing any real investigative reporting. They're more interested in, you know, kissing up, sucking up to Jerry, you know, mm-hmm. and so they can get, you know, plush jobs where they don't do anything except watch football and eat potato chips, like Mike Fisher. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, they, uh, and Skip Bayless for that matter too, but uh, Skip Bayless, uh, he's, he's certainly on the outs with the people in Dallas. They don't like him too much. But no, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's just... I know it's a preseason game. I know you were playing backups, but still, just inexcusable. And jeez, um, I mean, their 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 offensive depth looked really bad. Yeah, and I think that is one of the few things that you, outside of individual evaluations you know, the team element of penalties, like that does seem to me as something that, that matters a little bit. Like there, there's definitely th- this kind of air that like, oh, now, you know, the sky is fall. Like if you thought, you know, for you to say that, it's one thing because you thought we were going six and 10 regardless. But I think there's some fans out there that are like, you know, if we had won, they would think we we're going to the Super Bowl and because we lost, and had a lot of penalties. They're like, oh, now we're not going to win a game. So I think I think the penalty part in and of itself is worth, you know, is worthwhile and, and worth noting. But outside of that, I and I was thinking about this before the game, is like how much do these games matter, if if at all? And And I do think that it's a valuable data point for the unproven guys. And, and I was thinking of like, how would I rate different, uh, well, different data points um, in terms of, you know, my estimation of how a guy's going to do this season. And, and obviously full seasons in the NFL, that's going to trump anything else. And, and that's why like a few years ago when we cut ha ha Clinton Dix, who had a, a pretty solid NFL career and we kept him or we got rid of him in, in place of Darian Thompson, who is oh. supposedly looking great in camp, but you know, had a horrendous NFL career. And sure enough, he continued to have a horrendous NFL career until we cut him. Um, but a lot of these guys on our team don't have any playing experience. So you've got to go off of something. And I think, College performance is my number one after NFL performance, and you, and you have to be worried about Tyler Smith. Well, yeah, and you, and you have to adjust for competition, which doesn't help Tyler Smith because he played at Tulsa. Then I think you got to look at performance in the Senior Bowl, especially for guys like Tyler Smith who didn't play high level competition. I think in that case, that may be as important. For certain guys, as yeah. the as the college performance, um, then I would say performance in the preseason, performance in padded practice, and then I would look at combine numbers, and then way way down, like uh, Billy Bean said, or uh, Brad Pitt playing Billy Bean said, a hundred miles of dog shit, and then you've got performance in non-padded practice, which might as well be performance in a pickup flag football game at the park for all I care. Um, that means absolutely nothing to me. But I was thinking... performance in non-pads. Is that not what I said? Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. 
performance in non-padded practice means nothing to me. Um, So with that said, and I was thinking about this, I think, in relation to um, a guy that I'm I'm actually starting to, and I don't know if, uh, yeah, I guess drinking, drink the Kool-Aid a little bit for, um, Simi Fajoko, I will say, I'm, 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 I'm sipping the Kool-Aid at the very least for him enough that, enough that I, I re-looked into his, but you and, didn't you and I, didn't you and I like him coming out? Yes. I know I did. Yeah. So we, I think we both agree that was a good value pick, but I didn't look too deeply into him, but he's supposedly been doing really well in camp. And so I, I looked a little more deeply, I think, than I did coming out. It, really, it was just like we drafted him at 170, and he was projected to go at like 110. So it was like, okay, that makes yeah. sense. But I, I, the, the thing about him, I mean, he's got great size, speed, measurables. You know, that yeah. that's all check, checks the boxes. But his, again, you know, since he hasn't really done anything in the NFL, go to college performance – he his last college season he played really well but he only played 6 games because of covid and he had like you know, he averaged like 95 yards a game in those 6 games and against a good level of competition he he played at stanford he put up like 200 yards against ucla i think if you had if you extrapolate that over a full season and he had played another season in college, he's probably a first or second round pick, and last year basically redshirted. So, I know we've talked a lot about how we need to sign a veteran, and, and I still think we should. Oh, absolutely! But, but he's the guy that I'm the most confident could be a contributor, um, besides C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup when he gets healthy, obviously. Um, well, I think they're going to be leaning a lot on C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup. Um, I don't think a good number three is going to emerge from this pack. Um, a bunch of guys that are going to be maybe good fours or fives like uh, Jalen Thornton and um, uh, Fahoko. Oh, I shouldn't call him by his name. He hasn't earned it yet. The fifth round pick, the fifth round wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. and, um, he called Tolbert. By the and no, well, Noah Brown. Yeah. Noah Brown's Which, around. For some reason, I, I have this sinking feeling that Noah Brown is going to be our starter week one across from CeeDee Lamb, which would be like my worst nightmare. Um, he's big. He, he didn't, yeah, he's big. He can block, you know, he can, he's big and he can block. That's about all you can say for him. But yeah, he didn't play this in this past game. Like we sat a bunch of starters and Noah he Brown. didn't they know play. They like, know what they have in it, that, that is true. Um, I feel like he's the new, like, um, who was that fullback we had that, like, for some reason we kept around forever? Or or Nick Hayden, my, my guy Nick Hayden. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you're your favorite player, there, yeah. There's these guys that we just, or, or Darian Thompson, like I just mentioned. like Noah Brown's decent. And, and Noah Brown's versatile on special teams, too. Um, so they've, they've kept him around as like a number five or a number six, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, uh, the third round receiver or the fifth round receiver or the guy from the USFL, um, (laughs) or 
the undrafted rookie, uh, and I mean Houston because there's more than one. Yeah. Um, but he seems to be taking the lead. Um, I don't think any of those guys can be counted on to be number threes or let alone number two. Um, yeah. You know. But you know, you've got to give the fifth rounder some credit. He made Ben DiNucci look good. Yeah, he made a. You know, this uh, I was thinking. <laughs> Any time that the highlight of the game is when Ben DiNucci comes in, yeah. that's a pretty pretty rough game. We have, <laughs> and, look, we have no backup quarterback. And he was he was night and day compared to Cooper Rush. And, and here's here's the thing about Cooper. I, I was thinking about this. We talked a little bit about this. I think last week. Um, his his game against Minnesota, which again, I'm you know, I just said past NFL performance yeah. is most valuable. But right, I, but and and to me that game was a lot like and I, and I a couple games that come to mind are Jason Garrett above all among, you know, of, of all people, his performance against the Packers in 1994 yeah. Yeah. where if you looked at just that one game, the Packers were really a, you know, a, a contender that year, yeah. you would think he was a star. He he played yeah. phenomenally well. Um, and then Taylor Heineke against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs, wow. like went toe to toe with Brady. Like if you just looked at those in a funnel, and, and and to be clear, those the both of those performances were a lot better than uh, Cooper Rush's last year. Like his yeah. his raw stat line looked pretty good. But he also should have had probably three or four interceptions. He had a lot of luck. Amari Cooper came down with a, you know, kind of fluky play. So I think his ceiling is even lower than that of Jason Garrett's as a player and Taylor Heineke's. But that's the type of performance that I I view it as. Like they had no prep they had for no, it. No film on him. Right. He had you know. I mean, he, he certainly had the offensive line and the receivers certainly were better than what we gave to him last night. So fair right. to him. Right. But the bottom line is. We have no backup quarterback. Yeah. We have three guys, and they all, none of them deserves to even be in the league, okay, let alone to be the Dallas Cowboys' number two backup quarterback. I think Danucci. Maybe, maybe practice squad. Yeah, I was going to say Danucci deserves a practice squad spot, but that's that's about it. Um, and that's something that, um, that, you know, that, that has to be addressed when the. You know, when the final cut before the final cutdowns or after the final cutdowns, they have to they have to get a real court. Right now, I wouldn't put anybody back there. I'd yeah. put Ben DiNucci back there because yeah. we'd lose every game and it would give us a high draft pick. Yeah, I think is the, the the best that we could hope for with any of these guys. Cooper Rush, they had no film on him. He was in a very uh, favorable situation. I think he got lucky. Yeah, and um, you know, but he's a uh, he couldn't even cut it with the Giants as right. a backup and. Um, yeah, you know, they're just—they're all terrible. Cooper Rush is yeah. terrible. Will Greer is terrible, and uh, Ben DiNucci is terrible. And uh, there's nobody back there. There's just yeah. no one. And you know, I'd, I'd almost go with no backup quarterback at all, and just <laughs> let one of the wide receivers take a shot at it. You know? Yeah. And, it, and it's a shame because, like, a guy like uh, Simi Fajoko, he just didn't have a chance. He made, he made a nice play. He got one real chance to make a play, and he made it. But, you know, with, with such bad quarterback play, like the receivers were and, – and, yeah, I mean, for the next two games, I would rather – I would probably cut Cooper Rush and let Ben DiNucci roll and then pick, sign a guy like 
like Cam Newton. Uh, and again, it's it's probably the same situation as uh, with Daryl Williams, where he wants a, a job where he has a chance at starting, and wow. maybe he's waiting for someone to get hurt, and he's probably asking for more money than your typical backup. But still, I would. <laughs> it comes a time when you get desperate, you got to pay up. Right, right, and, and we can get him for a year, I think, and can, he'll be off can... the books. They can they they have the cap space to get a good tackle, even a starter mm-hmm. uh, like Williams, uh, good backup quarterback, and a good number three receiver. They have the cap space yeah. as long as they're not all one year deals. Which they you know, might they love be. those one year deals. <laughs> they they might be, but at the very least, you know, two of those three, um, and, and they could yeah they could move some stuff around to to make it work i think right and because if Dak goes down the season's over yeah Yeah. i mean and i i just you know the stupid the ineptitude the arrogance the stupidity the fatuity that goes on at that place it's just a joke you know it's just a joke and um i've said it before i'll say it again you know if they tried to pull this in the Philly market or the New York market. I mean, they, they would have been run out of town a long time ago. Nobody would have put up with the Super Bowls or no Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they, they were, you know, they didn't like Donovan McNabb in Philly, and he was yeah. really good. Right, right. Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, like very good coaches that got run out of town for like, like Doug Peterson was like two years after he brought them their only Super Bowl. Like that yeah. still kind of bought. And, and I do think like that's <laughs> – Neither of those were good decisions, ultimately. But you know, but yeah, no, you're you're definitely you're right. Um, I thought, um, you know, kind of breaking down some of the individual players who we don't have a lot of data points on. I I actually thought Tyler Smith, besides the two penalties, which I I do think were both of them were kind of ticky tacky, but both of them I can kind of see why he was called. It wasn't. Um, I mean, it, it's what everyone knew has was was his problem from the get go. He he does he can't keep his hands inside. He he keeps them, you know. He, and it's not like he was hooking them. It wasn't a blatant hold, but still, if he had his hands, you know, really tightly inside, I don't think those get called. But other than those penalties, I thought he played really well, albeit against second stringers, and he's right. supposed to be a starter. So I think. There's been a little bit too much hype, I think, from some about his performance. But in general, the O-line was pretty good. I thought um, Terrence Steele did his usual thing of, of, you know, really good run blocking, but kind of getting torched as a pat in in pass protection. Um, that's a big part of why I, I would that's like Darrell Williams. Williams yeah, yeah. At the very least, as, as a, you know, as a backup who could come in if, if Terrence Williams is really and when, dropping the ball. And when Tyron Smith a ticking time bomb. Right, right. Um, I mean, I, I just think it's a no-brainer that they that they sign the guy, unless there's more to it than we know. Right. Um, you know, that they sign the guy, Cam Newton. You know, I, I'd sign him if I got the chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see who else becomes available. And, um, you know, I think some wideouts will become available as, as we get closer to the – the, the beginning of the season, but yeah, it became hard to evaluate the wide routes because you know, look at what you had at quarterback, and then you know the offensive line protection was not good, so that you know 
didn't make it easy to evaluate the quarterbacks in all fairness, but I think yeah. we know what we have at quarterback. I mean, you know. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and, you know, a guy like... So, so Walatsko, I mean, he's just been hurt, but at this point, I, I think we have enough on Josh Ball to know that he's not going to cut it. Like, no. unless you want to try and throw him on the practice squad and let him develop, like, he's been supposedly getting torched in camp yeah. and he got he i think he was hurt last year so we didn't really get anything out of him last year and yeah. then in the one game we've seen him play he he sucked so right. i mean the thought that he's right now probably our swing tackle like that's you can't go into the season with that that's they need they need a back look not only do they need a backup swing tackle uh, they're swing tackle not only do they need a swing tackle they need a backup interior lineman because these guys mcgovern and uh farniok they're not getting the jobs done either i I thought mcgovern did pretty well um i'm not i'm not as worried about the interior as the swing tackle definitely but um yeah definitely i mean that's a huge hole and huge red flag i'm more worried about because you know again we have one one game of tyler smith versus a career of him playing at a lower level of competition and kind of you know at a different position which i don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing generally the perception is left tackles a little harder to play than interior but uh, you know he, he's never been good in, in pass protection. So you've got that and then two guys that have, you know, been average at best and, and are young guys, also young, you know, low draft pick guys. You have you have to factor that in, even though they've got two years of NFL experience. So that... You, the run blocking was there, though, because the running backs had room. Yeah, no, it, and, I, and I think Rico Dowdle, I think he probably will make the team as a number three guy, and I'm kind of rooting for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got like uh, this guy James MP, who who I yeah. never really heard of. He no, he graded out either. he graded out better than anyone on the team at, at center. He uh, he was he played like thirty snaps at, at center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we have a maybe we got a beacon of hope. Yeah. Yeah, because I honestly think that's the position. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if if uh, McGovern went in for for Tyler Smith. Um, if if Tyler Smith is having penalties or struggling pass protection, but I think center is the one that I think people are sleeping on a little bit. As to... how did how did you think Lindstrom did? Um, I thought he did okay for, from what I remember. Let me see what he, uh, what his, what's funny is, and this was definitely backed up by my, how I saw the game, on defense, the, the, the cornerbacks that are like the, you know, the high drafted guys, Kelvin Joseph and especially Nation Wright, yeah. they were getting torched yeah. all game. Nation Wright, you know, he did... He looked physical a couple times, but I don't think he... I think he gave up... Like, every time he was thrown at, he gave up the catch. And he yeah. gave up a touchdown. Nice uh, practice squad. If, if that, yeah. He... <laughs> so Lindstrom yeah, if that, you're right, great. if that. 
didn't have. If, no, I mean, he's somebody who I, I'd keep if it's you know coming down to him or Goodwin, the special teams ace. I, I'm keeping Goodwin because yeah. at least he could do yeah. something. Yep. But and they I can't do anything. Yeah. And Kelvin Joseph didn't do very well either. No. Um, the the guys that stood out were, album. yeah, yeah. But no, the, the best cornerbacks on the field were were Kron Brown, who we cut today, um, and Deron Bland, who, who was uh, a later round rookie. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at this. Deron uh, Bland gave up two catches on seven targets. Um, yeah, yeah, versus Nation Wright, who gave up seven catches on seven targets for 118 oh, yards God. and a touchdown. Oh, that's just atrocious. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty bad. Um, uh, maybe maybe a move to safety is in his future. Yeah. Uh, With the uh, size that he's got. Maybe. You know, I'm kind of I'm intrigued by the, um, the safety from uh, last year's draft. I guess he was a sixth-round pick. Fifth or sixth round pick from last year. I haven't heard much Israel, of a battle. Israel, uh, big guy, yeah, yeah. He played a little bit. I don't think I don't know if he's going to make yeah, the team. But I, think the, I think the undrafted kid's going to make it ahead of him. Yeah, Marquise Bell. He he played pretty well. I I I think he's got a good shot at making the team. Um, I I was di- I was disappointed in. Um, surprisingly, I, I felt like. Uh, I felt like Tyler Smith was probably the most impressive rookie. Like Jalen Tolbert did not have a good game. He no, had drop. two catches and a drop. Yeah, two short catches. And then Sam Williams, he played a lot. How many snaps yep. did he get? He got 32 snaps, 23 pass rushes, and he got one pressure. Yep. No hits, no sacks. And, and yeah, he just didn't look... He didn't look great, and and he was a guy. He's a guy that I thought was, and and you know, again, I'll take the tape over this one one data point. But I, I don't felt like, like he's Sam a, Williams. I'll never like Sam Williams. I don't think yeah. he's going to get a single sack this year. Okay, all right. Well, uh, I, you know, like I said, you know, when we drafted Connor Williams, I was a little hyperbolic, but I said he, he's not what we need. He's not going to make it with us, and he didn't get a second contract with us. And he, you know, he was out there, out there with the penalties, getting pushed around by anybody bigger than him. Um, and I do not like Sam Williams. Yeah, I, I'll say if Sam Williams can be the defensive equivalent of Connor Williams, I'm happy I'll with take that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I, I think Connor Williams. Yeah, he didn't get a second contract, but I think he's a, a good second round pick compared to most. Um, not a fantastic one, but a good second-round pick. I, I do think that there's, you know, because of the, like, gigantic, epic home runs we've hit at O-line with Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, Tyron Smith, I think that kind of worked against Connor Williams and, of course, the penalties. But you think they've tried to talk Travis Frederick out of retirement? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they've thrown it. I would. But I'd, he, I'd be at his house with caviar every day. Yeah, but I mean, he was not the same play. He was still better than anyone we've had since, no right. doubt. But he was not the same level of player coming back from the the illness. Um. But yeah, I mean, not a 
not a whole lot of individual performances that like I'm really that stoked about that that I think go along again I think Fahoko is the one guy that you know and he just didn't get enough opportunities to really you know for you to say anything about him yeah. but you, you wish you could see the whole field during a play you know yeah. if you could you know get cut cut home the field film and see the whole uh, whole field see if if he was getting open he might have been right, getting open right, on every right, play right right and, and my i mean my kind of impression of him is that i, I don't know if he's quite you know, if, if he's our number two receiver, again, I think that's our best bet to start the season. I think Tolbert, by the end, might be a, a pretty good, solid number three. But I think he's going to take some time to develop as a rookie who played at a nothing school. But Fahoko, I, I think he—I don't know if he's going to be like this technical route runner, but I think he's a guy that can can go deep and and big body some guys from day one that, that's like, kind of my impression i like i like the, the you know i like the jalen the jalen tolbert draft pick um yeah. i liked the uh the the uh the fourth round tight end yeah um, he, he looked pretty good I, I will say that he um he had some yeah. nice moments i mean considering he had those you know those you know noodle arms throwing to him yeah right behind an offensive line that couldn't block its grandmother yeah but um yeah i mean again not a lot of guys that i uh, you know i take alamore did a lot of snaps yeah but did he what did he do tristan hill graded very well surprisingly but i'm I'm done with him. I, I don't think there's anything you can do. Yeah, Gallimore didn't grade out particularly well. He had two pressures. So he, he did better as a pass rusher than a, in run defense, which that's kind of him as a, in a nutshell, so not surprising. Um, but Diggy Zua didn't play. Correct, yep. Um, Carlos Watkins I don't think played. No. Which that John Ridgeway, the nose yeah. tackle we drafted, he he got some snaps and did okay. Um, actually, Quinton Bohanna, who kind of yeah, sucked last year, he did yeah he did pretty good. Chauncey Golston continuing to be you know just a solid player. Um, I mean, there's there's none of none of these defensive linemen outside of Parsons or or uh, D-Law. Yeah, none of them are are serious pass rushers. Like, and, and I hope I thought Sam Williams could be, but he didn't show it. Like, there wasn't a single guy. Let me let me confirm this. There wasn't a single guy besides Neville Gallimore who generated more than one pressure, and there were only three hits on the quarterback the whole day, and one of them was Marquise Bell, uh, the yeah. safety. So. Yeah, I mean this this pass rush is is very top heavy and and you know maybe Sam Williams will develop. I, I can see that happening, but um, I think they have to keep um, uh, the sixth round defensive tackle and uh, both of them. Um, yeah, 
as nose tackles because they need to have somebody in there who's just flat out stout. Yeah, they need that. They have not had that, and uh, it's got this. It's really hurt our run defense. So I think both those guys make the team. Question is, who's going to make it at the third at the three technique? And right now, I'd have to say, you know, and I, I'm all for bringing somebody else in because I don't think they have any qual- real quality there. But you know, Gallimore, Digizua, and uh, Carlos Watkins probably right now. I think I don't yeah. know if Tristan Hill makes this team. I I hope he doesn't. I and mean, he... Golston. Well, Golston, they've been moving around. So, you know, yeah, that's, he played he played some intriguing. defensive tackle, yeah, and, and he graded out pretty well at defensive tackle. Wow. So maybe Watkins doesn't make it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tristan Hill at this point, like he could he could shoot rainbows out of his ass in a preseason game, and I wouldn't give a shit. He, he's he. I know what he is, and he is not a guy I want on the team. Um, but yeah, I, I think I would agree with that assessment of of our interior defensive lineman. I, and I would like to see. I don't know why we sat Odigizua. He's a guy that I want to see more data points out of. Maybe, maybe it was because we burnt out toward the end of last year, and they're trying to save him. I hope not. But well, who are um, they going to keep at linebacker? I mean, you know, let's consider Parsons a linebacker. I, I think that's the say, way they got him. One guy I'm I'm intrigued by. So we've got Jabril Cox. We signed Anthony Barr. Right. And Van Der Esch hopefully yep. now becomes a backup, which is fine. And um, Harper. Har- yeah, Harper. Devin Harper is one. I got to say, one name that I, I kind of missed as a guy that we had signed, but who I remember from UT is Malik Jefferson. Yeah, but he hasn't done anything. He he did okay in this game. I don't know if he's done much in training camp, but he's a guy that I think he was drafted in the third round, and, and he's he, coming out. He was very highly touted. Like he's definitely a size speed guy. I don't know if there's. I mean, he might just not have it between the ears and and not be a very sound football player. But he definitely has the the talent to at least be a backup if not a spot starter and and he did he did okay at least the pff grades are are pretty good for him in this game so he's he's a guy that i'm gonna keep an eye on in these next couple games there are are a couple guys story jackson christian sam although christian sam didn't play many snaps but yeah i mean i think that that last linebacker spot is up for grabs there's and I feel like we we have to keep five guys, considering Parsons is kind of a. I think right. they they said this week Parsons is considered largely a linebacker, but again, he's gonna he's got to rotate to some degree. Um, so yeah, they can put him anywhere. Yeah, so I think you got to have a fifth linebacker on the roster. But um, yeah, what we, about defensive end? What were we looking at? Lawrence with Armstrong with. Yeah. Uh, Fowler, uh, Basham, and Williams. Fowler's, yeah, yeah. Well, Lawrence Armstrong for sure. Williams for sure. I think Basham and uh, Basham and Fowler. It's. I don't know if you keep both of those guys. I'm you gotta, think I think I'm gonna keep one four. Yeah. So maybe maybe all the all five of them. Yeah. Who else was? Uh, well, I guess it depends on if you call Golston 
a defensive yeah. end or a defensive tackle because he'll he'll be on the roster for yeah. sure. I think. Yeah, sounds um, like they've moved him inside. Yeah, yeah. They're really looking. They're really looking for help with that three technique. Yeah, they're really throwing bodies out there, and uh, I don't know. I haven't heard much about Carlos Watkins in training camp. I don't know what kind of training camp he had. A decent season last year. He wasn't bad. Yeah, he was better than I expected. Um, yeah. Oh, so he did. Carlos Watkins did play a little yesterday. Didn't didn't do particularly well. It looks like. I, I can't see him keeping more than four backup linemen because I don't think they're going to have more than four backup linemen who could even deserve to step on a football field. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be, if, if you count Golston, I think it's him, Sam Williams, and then either Basham or Fowler, whoever yeah. looks better. Um, and I, I think both of them kind of had little flash plays. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and, and again, these are guys who had, not not with the Cowboys, but they have multiple seasons worth of data points, and neither of them are partic- have been particularly impressive. Like Fowler, I think Fowler's had the more impressive NFL career. I'm, I'm going to pull these up. Basham. Yeah. I mean, Basham was, has kind of always been this, you know, halfway decent. Yeah, I mean, last last year for Basham was about par for the course. Like he, six hundred snaps. You know, he he got four sacks, twenty five hurries, seven quarterback hits. Like he's he's your definition of a fourth string rotational lineman. Um, Fowler, I think, has had a little bit of a higher higher ceiling than that, but he's also been worse. And I think more recently, he's been worse than than Basham is. Um, where is this? Um, yeah, like last year with Atlanta, and albeit last two years with Atlanta on bad teams, but he had you know Grady Jarrett's a solid player. Um, yeah, last two years Fowler's been terrible. Um, the year prior with the with the Rams, the one year he played a full year next to Aaron Donald, he had 15 sacks, and you know, and he played pretty well. Not as good as the sack total would suggest, but he was. But that was a better season, I think, by any any way of measuring. Better season than Terrell Basham has had. So I don't know. I, I think. It's going to come down to one of those two guys, whoever is impressing you more in camp or in and slash in preseason. Um, but yeah, we've got another game on uh, on Saturday going against the Chargers. Probably their backups against our backups. But yeah, I'll be interested to see um, see me Fajoko again. I, th- I think. I'm ex- getting more excited about him and, you know, just di- different offensive linemen. And um, I'm, ex- I'm curious to see if our, our, you know, high to mid draft pick cornerbacks can sh- make a better showing of it, especially Kelvin Joseph. I think Nation Wright is, is probably, you know, practice squad or bottom of the barrel at this point but kelvin joseph i think the team wants him to have to get some playing time this year but 
he's got to show something in, in live action since he barely pl- saw the field last year. And um, and I'll be curious to see Malik Jefferson because he's a guy that I, again, I remember him from college and I think he's got potential, but he also might not have what it takes. We'll see. But, um, but yeah, I think that'll do it for this week. But thanks all for tuning in, and we'll be back next week to uh, talk about Cowboys, Chargers, and uh, any other news that, that happens between now and then. So uh, thanks all for tuning in, and until next time.